We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Tiger Basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. Join us each and every Monday on the program. You can follow him on Twitter at Munsley. Muns, what are we listening to? Uh, this is Sunday, Jeffrey. It's by uh, the great Iggy Pop. And uh, it's from that album that he released, I don't know, five, six years ago with uh, Josh Homme and uh, Queens of the Stone Age. So, yeah. What made you think about Sunday? I don't know. Uh, only, you know, the, the uh, you know, the, like you, you can't literally look or look anywhere or hear anything that wasn't about uh, what was going on in Kansas City. Mm. Uh, Sunday, so. Are you excited for Jameis's return? <sighs> for crying out loud. Why do we have to do this? Why do we he have wasn't to, bad have yesterday. Hey, why do you, he's going to get some numbers. He's going to fire to Chris Olave. I know that. That's good what, for me. What, what numbers? Zero points in the second half? That wasn't his game? fault. He let a, he let a game, game deciding drive. It wasn't his fault that, he missed the, that the kid missed the kick. Uh, that's true, I guess. <laughs> well, we can get into that next time. Let's talk some Tiger Hoops because I don't know if this snuck up on me. Official practice starts tomorrow for uh, for Memphis uh, basketball. And then Friday, uh, they're going to have a practice the media can, can watch. Um, so things are suddenly ramping up here. Moving uh, quickly. Yeah, at the end of September. Um, so let's st- let's start here. Do we feel like they know who's going to be on their roster? Do they feel like they the only thing left to decide now in your mind, Muns, is whether DeAndre Williams is on this roster or not? And that's a big something. But is that all that's left to to decide in your mind? Yeah, to be decided. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it's not them making the decision. Obviously, that's the up to the NCAA. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it um, at this point. You know, we can, you know, we can we can talk about Mikey uh, Williams, but I, you know, I've, I've said all along, as long as the, uh, as long as the legal stuff is hovering, uh, I don't believe he'll be part of the program. So, uh, and, and, and right now the legal stuff is still pending. So, um, uh, so yeah, all that's left is DeAndre. I mean, for the longest time there was, you know, what was Malcolm going to do? And then when's David Jones going to get on campus? Well, those two things have happened. Uh, have been decided, and now it's just up to uh, the NCAA to determine what's going to happen with DeAndre. Gotcha. And uh, but but yeah, practice starts tomorrow, and as of right this very second, there has been no uh, final uh, decision rendered, and so uh, we're going to move forward for the time being until until something changes. Does the lack does. does the lack of announcement tell us? maybe what the answer is? I don't think so, honestly. Um, I, I, or, I mean, you know, maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe some... Uh, you, don't read in, you don't read into it either way. No, no, I can't. I mean, like, because 
because we we literally just don't know whatever whatever at least from, that's how I'm treating it like any any uh any way we try to um read into it or whatever is just pure speculation and that doesn't you know I mean we can do that but at the end of the day it's not very substantive like we just don't know and um uh yeah that's kind of my approach uh, to that, but I mean, you know, that's, I guess, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just the beat writer. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave that up to, uh, to other people to, uh, to us pontificators, uh, in, in the talk radio world. Uh, we're talking to Jason Munns, tiger, away. tiger basketball beat writer for the commercial appeal. <clears throat> um, all right. So practice starts, the schedule came out, you know, the full schedule. Now we know all the dates of the conference games, um, it felt like, and now obviously we know the non-conference games. I, I will say, looking over it, one thing that was striking to me is that basically from the end, from the middle of November, after their first two games are home, from their third game until like basically the end of December or middle of December, they're on the road basically for a month straight. It didn't like, even yeah. though we knew the non-conference schedule already when you kind of surveyed it, that really stood out to me. They'll go like a month without a home game in non-conference play. And then, as I think we all expected, the the AAC backloaded the two Florida Atlantic games just like they did the past couple years with the Memphis-Houston games. Although I was surprised that we did not get FedEx Forum regular season finale against Florida Atlantic like we did the past couple years with Houston. They're going to that that game that has been on CBS featured nationally the past couple years against Houston is going to be in Boca Raton in their tiny little gym. Um those were I mean, those were kind of my two big impressions looking over it. I'm curious what yours were uh, now that we know everything about the the Memphis schedule for for this coming season. Same exact thing. Couldn't have said it any. I mean, like if I had said what I was going to say, it would have been very, very similar to you. I was very surprised that uh, the, the the that FAU is getting the last, uh, the you know the, the last game. It's going to against Memphis. It's going to be at their place. Um, we we can pretty much like I, I'm I'm reasonably certain that that game is going to be on CBS, which doesn't. You know, if you're going to put – if you're CBS, you'd probably rather have that game be in FedEx Forum. But then I thought about it for another two seconds, and I was like, oh, yeah, FAU's coming off a Final Four run. They kind of earned it, maybe. That's I, mean, what, that- I was wondering if that was like a, mm. a tip of the cap to – I guess. Yeah. Because it's not like yeah. the – even though, you know, I was thinking in my head, I go, oh, Is maybe the – Grizzlies conflict? Well, the Grizzlies play Friday night that weekend, but the, and then they play on the road Sunday. So no. you could you – I could, mean, we've seen them turn the floor around they in could a do, day. This, yeah. like the they could play Saturday the 11 – because it's been at 11 a.m. the yeah. past couple of years. They could play the 11 a.m. game and then go uh, play a Grizzlies game if they needed to. Because um, I was wondering in my head, I go, maybe the Grizzlies have to be home that weekend because they're going to have to go on the road – because the NCAA tournament is going to be here this year, uh, the first and second round, so the Grizzlies are going to have to be out of town during that time. But um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I mean that that non conference schedule when you lay it out there is just it's a lot, man. I don't. I, there's not going to be a lot. Very very many other teams in the country. I can't imagine that are playing a non conference schedule like this. No, and you talked about how much of it, or you know, how long of the 
how much of the non-conference schedule is going to be played on the road, well, that speaks to the strength of the schedule. You know, you're just, you know, yeah, they got Virginia coming in here. They got Clemson coming into FedEx Forum, and that's all great. But, like, the majority, if they're going to, if Memphis is going to at this stage in 2023-24, they're going to be playing, um, you know, top-tier type, uh, teams, they're more often than not going to have to be on a neutral floor or, uh, or away from FedEx Forum, and uh, and so yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's daunting, man. Like, and then the fact that the fact that it isn't very staggered. Yeah, it's all at the. It, I mean, it, it, it's all at the beginning. <laughs> it's just all right there. Boom! You get one. You get a game against Jackson State to start the year. Or you get two. Also, other, another interesting thing. This is minor in the grand scheme of things. The exhibition games are really close to the start of the regular season. Yeah. Whereas in previous years, it's kind of they, they've played like one exhibition game like three weeks before the season starts, and then another one a week before. You know, like it's been it's been this time that it's like two right before the season starts. I, that that's different, and it, I, I think it feels right. You know, like you can really get in a rhythm uh, going into those first couple games because by the third game. You're gonna have to hit the ground running, and oh, by the way, we all, we 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 kind of overlook it, but the first three games of the season, Penny's not gonna be coaching, right? Um, including yeah. the Missouri, we'll the Missouri game is the one that will matter, um, that he won't be coaching in. Um, so, it, and just the whole dynamic of the schedule in terms of this is a new league. Like, I, I feel like we're we're not gonna exactly know. How the like NCAA tournament selection committee is going to view this version of the AAC exactly, it, and and even this year it's going to be a little bit of an outlier because who knows if Florida Atlantic will ever be this good again. But everyone outside of Florida Atlantic, I'm very uh, curious as to how they will be judged this year because um, it feels like Memphis and Florida Atlantic people view them as like clearly good teams. Um, but it's everything below. Like, what do they think of Wichita State and Tulane now? Now that the league, now that you've also got UTSA and um, Rice at the bottom of your league, um, what do they think of? How does UA? How do UAB and North Texas? Do they translate? Like, they were they were upper end conference USA USA teams, if not two of the three or four best the past few years. Are they two? Are they in that upper echelon of the AAC automatically? You hope, I guess. But it'll be. How does how does the committee view that though? Yeah, you certainly hope. I don't. I mean, you know, the past is the past and all that. But like, so we can talk about what last year's net rankings were. I mean, obviously FAU is way up there. Memphis is way up there. Um, I mean, the reality is, uh, conference. Remember, Conference USA had the, the NIT champion and the CBI champion last year, and, and the NIT NIT champion and finalist. Yes. It was like an all conference, and it was these teams. And then they had Florida Atlantic. They had a Final Four team, an NIT champion, and a you know it was a good year for for Conference USA. And most of those teams that contributed to the good year came over to the AAC. So, um, but how is that going to be viewed? I don't know. I, you know, can they but translate? I, I will say that the other newcomers, not FAU, not UAB, and not North Texas. And I know Charlotte won the CBI and everything, but they're net they're in turmoil. The they're gonna they're gonna be the three of the four. Didn't worst their their teams head coach the just left to take an assistant job. <laughs> yeah, so, those yeah, teams, I mean, Tulsa and U- USF, are gonna be the worst teams in the league. Like they're gonna be far and away the worst teams in the league. I think, unless Tulsa yeah, brought in 
Tulsa did bring in a whole new team, so we'll see. I don't, you know, maybe they hit on some guys. Like, there's certainly no Houston that's been brought in, but no. it's not as if the newcomers are just. You the know, problem is the bad oh, ones are really bad. Yeah, the, you, like, you've, you've added you've added some like like dogs. UTSA is truly one of the worst Division One programs in the country right now. That, like that, that's exactly what I was going to say. They they were like 300th or something in the net last, <laughs> like something really really crazy. 284 or something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I've heard, I've heard they have, they might have the worst gym in Division One too. Or certainly like the worst among like non, you know, really lower level league schools in terms of facilities. Yeah, UTSA. I believe UTSA, one of, I think it's UTSA well, is I mean, I, the gym that, it has a stage. That's all you need to know. Like there's a stage within the, uh, whatever you want to call it, gym arena. Arena. It's like a high school. And even like yeah. high, nice high schools around here don't have, don't have, sta- you know, modern, modern high schools don't have stages in their gyms anymore. Uh, and, they, and they play football at the Alamo Dome, which is great, but their baseball facility is nicknamed the Bird Pack. And it's uh, mm. it's just because it's like a it's like a your classic '90s um, uh, complex that's like built on a, a big slab of concrete and you know chain link fence and this and that and it's like oh yeah UTSA is uh, not winning the facilities. No, like they're they're football like like Muns is right. They get to play in the Alamo Dome, which has had some money put into it and is decent. But like their their practice facilities, their offices, mm. everything is terrible. All right, real quick before we let you go, Memphis had a big visit this weekend from Curtis Givens the third. They got a big visit with Billy Richmond the third next weekend. Two local kids who left in the last year or two to go finish their high school careers elsewhere. Um, it appears Penny is prioritizing them more than any local recruit I can remember since what? His, Musa, like, maybe? Yeah, Musa, if you want to count Musa as a local recruit. Um you talked to Curtis Givens' father. He was on with Jason and John earlier. It sounds like the visit went great. Um, how do you see this? How would you describe the the scenario at play here for Memphis basketball and this uh, recruitment of two high-profile local kids? Well, it's pretty much down to Memphis, Texas, and LSU for Curtis Givens the third. And, yeah, I mean, Penny has made him a – Big time priority, and I think they're feeling that. I think the family's feeling that. Obviously, the family is, uh, you know, that's that's a big name here in Memphis, and and uh, one that goes way back with Penny, and way back with um, uh, some some you know some people close to Penny and close to the to the Tigers, and so it uh, you know it, it it's you feel like Memphis is the leader in the clubhouse for. Uh, for Curtis Givens III. I mean, not only let's forget all that other stuff about the personal relationships, because that was one of the things that um, Curtis's father told me yesterday was that like that, that's not even in the equation like that. He said that Penny has, has not even like that. He's not treating it as though he's got a leg up in terms of his uh, closeness uh, to that family. He's, He's treating it as though, Curtis Givens is a t- the third is a top fifty recruit that he desperately wants to to be a Tiger. So, um, uh, but but yeah, like take all that out. Uh, Memphis is, has has really put in a lot of work, a lot of good quality work for a long time with with Curtis Givens the third. And I think, you know, I mean, 
he hasn't made any sort of announcement, uh, any, any announcement yet, although I expect that to be coming within the next month or two. And, um, well, even his dad said with Jason and John, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, okay. Could be, could be sooner rather than later. And then Billy Richmond third father, obviously, is the owner of the Wing Guru, also a former Memphis basketball player under John Calipari. Plays, played last season with uh, Dewan Wagner Jr., Dewan Wagner's kid in Camden, New Jersey. Dewan Wagner is about to start his career at Kentucky. Um, obviously, and I mentioned Billy Richmond played for Cal. Kentucky also involved with Billy Richmond's recruitment. Um, give us a little preview of this. Feels like feels like this is the this could be a huge visit this weekend uh, for Memphis. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Billy Richmond, like Curtis Gibbons the third, is a is a four star uh, four star recruit. I believe, like in the overall, you know, pecking order, that he's like I think he might be top thirty. I think at this point, Billy Richmond the third. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like he's been one that that Penny has really been uh, going hard. He is after. the highest rated local player right now. It feels like to like yeah. high school player. If you like, I know he's not playing here anymore. Do, but do we say local or local product with local ties. Yeah, well, yeah. He spent the first ten, you know, whatever ten. He was here through his sophomore year of high school. Um, he's played one year in Camden, New Jersey, um, at this point. So, um, yeah, he seems like the real catch, though. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's like six five, six six, six seven, something like that. Um, more, more of like a wing type player where Curtis Gibbons the third is a point guard. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, they're you, both you, really good. I saw Curtis Gibbons play when he was like a freshman at MUS. You could just tell then he was going to be a really good player. Um, well, I saw him. I, you and I both saw him play here uh, or at Collierville uh, last October when Bronny James was here. I saw him earlier yeah. this summer, whether it was May or June yeah. or whatever. And he's he's trimmed up, firmed up, uh, playing a lot more aggressively, and and so I think he's the the ceiling is still he's, yeah. he hasn't quite gotten there yet. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Penny hasn't had you know other than his East guys, you know, DJ Jeffries for a while. Um, had Damian Ball, if you want to count him. He came here to Memphis for his last couple of years. But, like, you know, hasn't really dove in on the local recruiting like previous. He's been more like Cal Perry. He's kind of been able to go wherever he wants. He doesn't need necessarily need to go after Memphis kids. But it's interesting that he is, seems to have so heavily prioritized these two. I think it says something about these two players, to be quite honest. And they're very close. I, I watched them uh, hang out together uh, at the Memphis Sports and Events Center quite a bit when they weren't playing. Um, so there's that. There's that to keep in mind too. It's. it's uh, I mean, you know, they're they're losing a bunch of guys after this yeah. year. You know, they brought they brought in a lot of these older guys, and most of them are going to be gone, or a lot of them are going to be gone um, after they next, they this coming season. Seems to me. Seems to me the formula is also eh, they're going to get some more older guys. You know, mm-hmm. next year. So. We'll oh see. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. We'll see. All right, Munns, we, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you. All right. All right, that was Jason Munns of the Commercial Appeal. Follow him on X at Munsley. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.